So, Mike, did you ever play Pirates when you were a kid? Yar. <laughs> I remember very distinctly trying to bury, quote, treasure, which I think were just my brother's toys, in the backyard and then getting into trouble for, you know, digging up the lawn. Well, Stephen, maybe you should have moved from Memphis to Oak Island. Oak Island is a 140-acre privately owned island on the south shore of Nova Scotia, Canada. It rises just 36 feet above sea level and is a mere 660 feet from shore. So at least it's a little bit larger than the Principality of Sealand. <laughs> that's, that's true. Oak Island is best known for various theories about possible buried treasure. Ah, shiver me timbers! Okay, I think we need to, we need to cut this Sorry. out right now. Uh, before <laughs> we do get to the treasure itself, we should talk a little bit about the history of the island. Way back in the 1750s, I know everyone's favorite decade, French settlers had built houses across the water from the island in the town of Chester. The island was then divided into 32 four-acre lots for area families and later former soldiers of the Seven-Year War. In 1799, a man by the name of McGuinness discovered a depression in the ground while scouting locations suitable for farming. At the time, there was a story circulating amongst the settlers that a dying sailor of Captain William Kidd's crew claimed that treasure had been buried on an island in the area. William Kidd, of course, being a famous pirate, whom we don't have the time to really talk about too much today, but you should definitely go and read about him, and of course we'll have links in our show notes so you can do that. Settlers, as you may imagine, quickly associated this low spot on the island with the rumored treasure, which some estimated to be worth two million pounds. Which in today's money is closer to 200 million pounds. Whew! Let's get a shovel. McGinnis went to seek help in digging. With the assistance of Smith and Vaughn, these people just had last names, McGinnis excavated the depression and discovered a layer of stone two feet below the surface. The trio allegedly abandoned the excavation at 30 feet due to the people of the area refusing to assist in the digging. Based on superstitious dread, the area became known as the Money Pit. That's the best name for anything, really. Approximately eight years after the McGuinness dig, another group called the Onslow Company sailed from central Nova Scotia to Oak Island with the goal of recovering what they believed would be the secret treasure. They continued the excavation down to approximately 90 feet, finding layers of logs about every 10 feet. In addition to these finds, they discovered layers of charcoal, putty, and what they believed to be coconut fiber. According to the earliest account, written in 1862, at 80 to 90 feet down, they also recovered a large stone bearing an inscription of symbols. The excavation was abandoned again when the pit subsequently flooded up to the 33-foot level, and bailing did nothing to help the problem. You gotta, you gotta really hate when that happens. Mm. Several unnamed researchers were said to have attempted to decipher the symbols on the stone that was found. One of these researchers claimed that the cipher translated to, quote, 40 feet below, 2 million pounds lie buried. The unrelated Truro Company was formed by investors in 1849, which re-excavated the shaft back down to 86 feet. They also faced the same issue when the pit flooded again, so the decision was maybe to drill into the ground below the bottom of the shaft instead. According to a 19th century account, the drill passed through a spruce platform at 98 feet. After this platform, the drill hit layers of oak, what was described as, quote, metal in pieces, another spruce layer, and finally clay for seven feet without striking anything else. 
The next excavation attempt was carried out in 1861 by another new company called the Oak Island Association. Rather than digging more into the now-flooded original shaft, they chose instead to drill a side shaft to avoid the water. Sometime during excavation of this new shaft, the bottom of the original one that had been dug out over the years collapsed into either a natural cavern or a booby trap underneath. It was later theorized that the imagined chest had fallen into a deep void and that the pit may have been booby-trapped to protect the treasure. The new shaft eventually flooded as well, after workers allegedly hit a booby-trapped flood tunnel. Sometime during further excavating, a man was killed when the boiler of a pumping engine burst. By 1864, the company was out of money and ceased operation. In 1896, an unknown group arrived on the island with steam pumps and boring equipment. Although the pumps were unable to keep water out of the flooded side shaft, borings were taken. It is claimed that one of these borings brought a tiny piece of alleged sheepskin parchment to the surface. The parchment had two letters in India ink written on it, which appeared to be VI or maybe WI. To avoid any possible booby traps, the group employed the use of dynamite to clear large sections underground. <laughs> on March 26, 1897, another fatality occurred when a worker named Maynard Kaiser fell to his death. In 1898, these excavators poured red paint into the flooded pit, <laughs> yep, which allegedly revealed... <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just pour red paint down a hole. It allegedly revealed that three separate exit holes uh, existed around the island. In 1928, a New York newspaper printed a feature story about the strange history of the island, of course setting off a whole new round of searches. William Chapel excavated the money pit in 1931 by sinking a 163-foot shaft southwest of what he believed was the site of the 1897 shaft, which itself was close to the original pit. He uncovered tools 127 feet below the surface, but they were thought to be left behind from previous attempts at discovering the treasure. Gilbert Hedon was fascinated by the 1928 article. He made six trips to Oak Island, collecting books and articles about the island itself. Hedon made a trip to England to converse with Harold T. Wilkins, the author of Captain Kidd and His Skeleton Island, believing he had found a link between Oak Island and a map in Wilkins' book. Following excavations by Chapel, Hedon began digging in the summer of 1935 after he had purchased the southeast end of the island. 1965 proved to be a deadly year in the money pit. Robert Rustle was overcome by carbon monoxide fumes emanating from a gasoline engine that was operating at the top of the shaft where he and his son were digging. Restel's son then went down the shaft and also lost consciousness. After seeing what was unfolding, Carl Grazer, Restel's partner, went down with two other workers. A visitor to site named Edward White had himself lowered on a rope into the shaft, but White was able to bring out only the workers, which left four other people dead. I feel like that maybe they should have thought this through a little bit differently. <laughs> it's like everyone could see what was happening, just kept sending more people down the pit. It seems like the wrong approach. Yeah. Two years later, a company named Triton Alliance purchased most of the island. The group reported that cameras lowered down their shaft reached an underground cave. They claimed they recorded the possible presence of some chests, human remains, wooden cribbing, and tools. However, the images are unclear and none of these claims have been independently confirmed. In 2005, a portion of the island was purchased by a group of American businessmen in the drilling industry. USA! This is not USA. necessary. This is, this is just not necessary. The company named Oak Island Tours was granted a temporary treasure trove license, allowed them to dig on the island 
in 2010. A treasure trove license. So this is very interesting. Yeah, we should get one. Today, the Oak Island Treasure Act allows for treasure hunting to continue on the island under the terms of a license issued by the Minister of Natural Resources. As you've heard, many efforts to excavate the money pit have stalled or failed due to water flooding tunnels and shafts. Some hunters have claimed that coconut fibers were discovered beneath the surface of one beach called Smith's Cove back in 1851. This led to a theory that the beach had been converted into some sort of giant siphon, feeding water from the ocean into the pit via a man-made tunnel. These fibers have been a source of heated debate amongst Oak Island researchers, since coconut palms do not occur naturally in Canada, and no first-hand accounts of the discovery of the fiber material actually exists. One expedition claimed they found a flood tunnel at 90 feet below the surface that was lined with flat stones. However, Robert Dunfield, who is a trained geologist unlike me and Mike, Mm -hmm. later wrote that he carefully examined the walls of the re-excavated pit and was unable to locate any evidence of this tunnel. A two-week survey was conducted by the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution in 1995. This is the only known scientific study that has been concluded on the site. After running dye tests in a borehole, they concluded that the flooding was caused by a natural interaction between the island and tidal pressures and the underlying geology, refuting the idea of artificially constructed flood tunnels. Well, that's boring. Well, i got to say, you're really digging deep for that pun, Stephen. Let's talk about that marked-up stone that the original group found. As we mentioned, it was first reported on in 1862, some 50 years after it was first uncovered. No account written in the 1800s actually shows what the symbol looked like. A 1949 book includes a supposed documentation of them, but doesn't offer any real proof of their existence. In a newspaper article from 1863, the stone is said to have been built into the, quote, chimney of an old house near the pit. Another article from a year later claimed that the stone had been preserved by the Smith family, one of the original three explorers. I mean, isn't this where we all keep our most valuable possessions, in the bottom of the chimney? Yeah, just just built right in. Yeah. The next mention of the stone is by the Oak Island Treasure Company. The group claimed that at some unknown point between 1864 and 1893, the stone was taken out of the chimney and moved to Halifax, where an unnamed expert was said to have deciphered the stone as reading, 10 feet below are 2 million pounds buried. In 1911, Captain H.L. Bodoin described the rock as fine-grained and lacking any symbols. He was told that they had worn off, but was doubtful given the hardness of the stone that it would have been possible for such an inscription to wear off no matter how the stone might have been used or stored over the years. The stone hasn't been seen since 1919 when the Halifax book bindery that held it closed. Where is it? Beats me. They just, they just got rid of it. Just No one needs yeah. it. Let's talk about some theories about what's actually inside the money pit. Many claim that the apparent pit is a natural phenomenon, likely a sinkhole connected to the limestone passages or caverns underneath the island. There are numerous sinkholes like this on the mainland near the island, so this seems the most likely reality. These passages are prone to collapse, as many, many, many of the teams found out. The history of drilling spots collapsing and flooding is consistent with the geography. So probably not booby traps laid by pirates. Probably not. But what about all the stone and wood found in the pit? It's likely that rock and fallen trees have ended up in the low spots due to storms, wildfires, and other natural occurrences. Again, not pirates. 
but this is the internet, right? There must be some crazy ideas about this place. Oh, no doubt. There is a story that, like most other regarding the island, lacks any archival sources or quoted sources of any kind, which places the jewels of Mary Antoinette here. According to the story, Mary Antoinette instructed her maid or lady-in-waiting to take the jewels and flee. Supposedly, she fled to London with the jewels in hand and perhaps other treasures. The story then goes on to say that she fled from London to Nova Scotia, came across the island and buried it all in the pit with the help of the French Navy. Oh my. (laughs) Yeah. That's quite a story, but I think I can top it. Some have speculated that the Oak Island pit was dug to hold treasure much more exotic than mere gold or silver gems. Penn Leary wrote in 1953 that the pit was used to hide manuscripts showing Francis Bacon to be the author of William Shakespeare's works. <laughs> well then, why not stack up your conspiracy theories? <laughs> Just double them up. Indeed. <laughs> I have two Indeed. more quick ones, though, before we go. Some have suggested that the money pit is actually a tar kiln that dates from the historical period when Oak Island served as a tar-making location as part of the British naval stores industry, while others have stated that the symbols on the Smithstone were from the Coptic alphabet carved and left there by migrants from North Africa, warning people that they will perish in misery if they forget the Lord. So what do you think is going on in the money pit? Well, I think it's pretty clear, Stephen. So I, th- I think, I believe that somebody traveled back in time and buried in the money pit proof that the moon landings were fake. Well, I think that's going to end this episode <laughs> right there. <laughs> Thank you to Anthony for sending in this topic. Uh, It's definitely a fun one. There are links to all this stuff in our show notes. You can find them this week at relay.fm slash ungeniust slash 27. You can get in touch with us there via email or on Twitter. The show is at ungeniust. Mike is there as I-M-Y-K-E, and I am on Twitter as I-S-M-H. And until our next trip down the money pit, say goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. It's me taking a trip down the money pit.